0: Hello and welcome to the Selfish Podcast. In today's episode, I have my youngest guest today of only 11 years old. So it's going to be so exciting and interesting to hear his self and his story of life. I have his mother's permission, which you will hear shortly.
1: I will give you permission to uh, record Jaden's
0: story. Yeah, no, that's no problem. I just wanted it so I can start the episode and people know that he has permission to speak.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: She is very happy for her son to speak and to share and to connect. And I am happy and grateful to her too. So thank you, Jury Love, for sharing and connecting me with your son so I can hear and my audience can hear his life and story. And I must apologize for the wind. It is an extremely windy day here for me and there may be some distortion, but I will do my best to keep the audio of best quality. So welcome, Jaden. Welcome to the show. Can you tell the audience where in the world you are? and What time of day is it for you?
1: Um, hello everyone, I'm Jaden.
0: Yeah. Yeah, whereabouts in the world are you? What do you mean? Like, what country, what state? I know you're in America. Oh,
1: yes, I am in America, Uh, Massachusetts.
0: Oh, nice, and we actually, I've come in contact with you because I had your mum on my podcast and we spoke, and yeah, it's really nice that she wants you to share and exchange, so... Tell me a little story about what was your life like growing up? Because you're only eleven now, but what's your like earliest memories?
1: Earliest memories, hmm. So I know when I was little, I know I traveled a lot due to my mom, and my sister wasn't born yet. And my mom is like the best thing that ever happened to me in my life, hmm. um, nice. because I got to go everywhere, like. Everywhere, ranging from like thirty-minute drives to like hours. So what, what? I traveled a lot. And growing up, I moved from Framingham to where I am now, Foxborough. And that was a big change for me because I I wasn't necessarily like too attached to the apartment we were living in because. I was young and i didn't know what attachments were back then Mm. so i had fun i got new things and then when we were moving i was so excited because um uh we were going somewhere that was far away from framingham and i was going completely into somewhere new and when i actually got to foxborough and we went to the y lots of people said i looked like john legend (laughs) <laughs> um, for some reason.
0: And that was nice.
1: Yeah. Um. Right. So I got into sports and music because I still played a trumpet, and I started that in kindergarten.
0: And the trumpet's hard to play. It requires some lung power, so you must it's have a- some strong lungs.
1: Uh. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah.
0: What so, what sport do you like? What sports did you get into?
1: I got into so I initially started with flag football, like or not not like um, your version of football. Yeah. But the American version, and I then got started with t-ball, which is basically baseball but on a smaller scale and with little kids. Also with a tee, which is something that holds the ball in place, and you can just swing and hit it. And it's really good practice, too. So, yeah, I got into baseball. Uh, I played, I think, seven seasons of flag football. And then I stopped because now I'm getting... Well, I, I just stopped because I got even more interested into baseball and now it's like the best thing for me to do now because I love it. I just love it.
0: Yeah, you can focus more time and more energy into getting better at that.
1: Mm-hmm. And for a while I did swim team. And I made it into Silver Team Silver Club, which is like the second lowest, but I was in there, but yeah, um, oh, I left yeah, it good. and now I still do karate and I'm a black belt.
0: Oh, nice. Well done. Wait, how long have you been doing karate?
1: Um, Same time as trumpet, I think.
0: Oh, so that's been from, from the beginning. Yes. Oh, nice. And what, what do you like or love about karate?
1: Um, it's more like the intensity of it that I really like, and also that it's like actually fun. And what I mean by fun is like, you can punch things.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. I used to do, uh, I done boxing for a long time, and just like I started when I was about your age is when I actually started. And it was like, like you said, it was fun and exciting just to hit her back and to be out of breath and then to try and do more next time and be able basically to punch for even longer. Mm. Yeah, I always ask my guests, like most of my guests are sort of around the ages, anything from 25 up to sort of 60 is my average. I think the oldest guest I had was about 80 years old. And, um, but I ask them what they wanted to be when they was a child, like their first dream. And you're still young. So what what would be your first ambition or dream that you thought of? And do you have one now? Something you want to do, be, or become when you're older?
1: Um, I've had one ever since the start of kindergarten. And I actually have a picture of me holding up a board saying my dream job. And it said, I want to be a pilot. So I want planes.
0: Yeah. What do you think gave you that inspiration? What made you want to be a pilot?
1: Um, so, we went to, I think, Mansfield Airport. Um, my mom brought me there, and I just love seeing the propeller planes. Like, I see regular jets and they bore me. But when I see, like, propeller planes, it just, um, it just takes more time. I know jet planes are more complicated, but propeller planes, in my case, are, I think, well done. And so back to the Mansfield Airport my my mom was talking to the manager flight manager I think and I was there listening and I asked questions and then that's what really got me interested in planes.
0: Oh nice and that's still is that still your ambition you still would love to be a pilot?
1: Definitely.
0: Oh nice. I, It'll be interesting to follow that journey and see when you take wings.
1: Yeah, I already did flight lessons, so...
0: Ah, so you're already, you're already on your way. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: How, how's school? What's school like? Because again, I ask all my guests, how was school for them? Because they've all finished school. And again, you're still in school, so what's school like? And do you enjoy it? Um... So
1: I went to a charter school for a while... And then um, went to the Foxborough Regional Charter School, got some really good friends. And then it turned sour this year, so I transferred to a public school. And I have tons of friends that go there, too. So I'm technically not alone, but that that's what school is basically like for me right now.
0: Yeah. And do, do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy the lessons and the learning process?
1: Um yes, yes, I do
0: oh nice and again the other the other question i also ask my uh guests is what was their earliest struggle in life, and again, you're young so what 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 would you say was your earliest struggle in life at any point?
1: Um I really don't know, probably school recently,
0: um, and what was the struggle there bullying. Definitely. And, uh, so is a big topic for a lot of people. People are still getting bullied when they're old. What gives you strength to keep going during processes when it's uncomfortable with bullying? Uh,
1: the teachers that are nice. My mom, my mom and my sister. Uh, that my mom actually was like the. The main thing that got me through most of that. Um, the before I transferred, uh, she got me through most of the days where I got bullied.
0: Yeah, and what? What do you feel you was getting bullied for?
1: Um, don't really know. Um, some people consider me annoying at sometimes, but just a few things that I said, and then the whole class turned against me. So that got
0: really bad for me yeah it's often like and again i'm not i'm not a psychiatrist or a doctor Um, disclaimer it's not medical advice but for me when there's an obstacle in life whether it's a bully or just life not working the way you want i see it as like a challenge that that event is happening for me so i become stronger you know like so you're building resilience now to be able to take that pressure. So if you said something and you spoke yourself and you spoke true, and people then ganged up against you, that's going to give you real strength as you grow. And then as you go into being a pilot and stuff, you might get a lot of people that think you're a dreamer, but you'll be able to stand up against that pressure because you've got that strength from these events.
1: Yes, I totally agree.
0: I think that's like the quicker we can see that these people that bully you know are actually giving you a gift it may not feel like it at the time but if you look at it as in i needed this to make me stronger i needed this to to see who i am and who i'm not
1: <laughs> yes
0: you next know, i think it's like the last thing i imagine you want to do is bully someone no so how it's the lot like obviously again this last two years has been uh affected everyone's life with a pandemic and masks how's that been for your life
1: uh like the pandemic
0: yeah how's the last two years been with everything Uh, With what's gone on
1: so before everybody panicked because the pandemic was like something totally new that came out of the blue so like we were we were managing with the like shortages of supplies mostly toilet paper um and then it got better we got to go back to school which is something that i was also like happy about but also like terrified about because you don't know like if someone changed over like the past year of online school and then you go back and you say hello to them they may be a totally new person.
0: Mm.
1: Now so, that's really interesting
0: because I remember when I was in school and we had the summer holidays which was only like 6 weeks and you could go back after the summer holiday and someone you knew before that you haven't seen for the whole time has like come back as a new a totally like it's a totally different person. So yeah, I didn't think about
1: that. Yeah. So not much changed but some new students came so that that was a few firsts. and then Hmm. fourth grade was filled with trouble some people they caused lots of uh how do i say mischief
0: what the new people or
1: um no i i think it was like few kids in my class
0: that were just, eh. So is it, am I right? You're 11 years old?
1: Um, yes, I am.
0: So what grade is that? Because we don't have grades in, in the UK. It's not called a grade. It's like just year one, year two, year three. It's just It's just numbers.
1: Oh, um, I'm in grade five. So I still have more than seven or six more grades left until i get to go to college
0: and before you go to college are you in the same school now that you will stay in until you go to college or does it change
1: um so the school the charter school that i was originally at went from k through 12 so if i stayed there i would have been there from kindergarten all the way up to senior high school year. Hmm. Then I would move on to college from there. But since now I'm at a public school, that's only middle school. I have to transfer to Foxborough High School.
0: Oh, okay, that's it. That's the same how it is in the UK where I'm from. I went to public school, and yeah, you go to a middle, school, then you go to your like high school to the next one before you go to college. Hmm. What have, you, what have you learned? What did you gain from the last two years? What would you say you got a new experience in the last two years you weren't expecting?
1: So I got selected for Don't Look Up, the movie, and that was amazing experience besides the eight days of sequestering. Um, so I had to stay in a hotel for eight days straight, and I can't believe I actually did that because now I can see that as insane. It's a lot of hours to stay in one hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to buy lots of groceries and stay alive, not leave the room.
0: And, and how long was you on the film set for? One day. And you So you had to do eight days before going on to the film set?
1: Yeah, because the vaccine wasn't out yet, and it, it was just movie business too. You—you you gotta stay safe on the set, or it's gonna be shut down for that day, yeah. and then you have to do it all over again.
0: Now, how 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 would you describe that experience? How was it to be on the film set and seeing all the? just everything going on because it's a very I've been on a few film sets like on really big films but as an extra so I got to see like the studios and just so many people and so much going on it was fascinating how was that for you
1: um so the set that time was small but I think most sets are small actually um but that set was a stage And the director was in the back, and he was directing, and that director was Adam McKay. And he was, like, completely hands-on, where everyone went and how they did it. So, the set was amazing. Uh, So, when I watched the movie, it looked like the whole auditorium was filled, but... I only counted, if I can recollect, 114 people, Mm.
0: and then, so yeah, like more people, but
1: it was actually 114.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting when you're behind the scenes and then you see what the after, what the film actually looks like at the end can be so different. Yeah. I remember one thing that I. um, a temptation i had i don 't know really i can 't remember which film it was it was a really big film, I think it was called like Jack Ryan or like a military film, and I was playing like a, a soldier and I think all you saw in the film was like my legs go past <laughs> um, but there was a lot of waiting around so i'd like explore and be watching everything that's going on, but they had all these tables of food and cakes yeah for, for people to eat while they're waiting, and that was so hard for me I was like there was amazing food there. i was uh, did you did you get like a a nice treatment there?
1: I got a full lunch and I think I got teriyaki salmon. Um as well as cake. Yeah, uh, nice. Cheesecake.
0: Oh cheesecake. What what is your what's your fa- what's your favorite food?
1: Uh Japanese dish called oyakudon. That my mom cooks a lot and it's amazing.
0: I have no idea what that is. What what's 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 in that?
1: Uh, chicken, egg, scalped onions, uh, onion, uh, rice, soy sauce, and something else I don't remember.
0: Nice. And what would you say is your favorite sort of dessert or sweet thing? Do you have a sweet tooth?
1: Um, really just depends on the day. Like, if I accomplish something, I'd definitely have a sweet tooth. But, like, <laughs> say it's just a normal day, and I'd, I'd have a sweet tooth, but it'd only be, like, one cookie.
0: Oh, okay. How, how's your, like, meals in your in your school? Because back when I was in school, like, I used to get the school dinners, and they, they were terrible. Did you get good food? Is it nice? Do you feel like it's healthy food?
1: So the charter school... In fifth grade, the lunch was like in plastic containers that were either some of the food was either like overcooked. I don't I don't blame the lunch ladies because they were I think imported but um but the Ahern food is good. You have wide selection of food choice.
0: Okay. Yeah, because my, my only influence of, like, American culture, American, fil- uh, is through films. So I only get, I haven't been to America Yeah, I do want to go one day, but I don't get to see so much of actually what goes on. And I imagine, like, in America you don't actually see so much of England, because you know, all the films are mainly based in America, so there's a few English films. Would you like to, have you got plans to, you want to be a pilot, have you got pl- is there places you want to see in the world that you want to actually travel to?
1: I plan on going to England, Germany, France, Spain, Japan, and Russia.
0: Those yeah, it's are
1: a nice countries I want to see.
0: Yeah, nice mixture there. Well, I'm in Spain at the moment and I definitely recommend it. It's a very beautiful place. So much to see as well, it's so different in different areas. Um mm. In the UK, yeah, I'm from there. It's nice. It's different. It's worth looking at. <laughs> Go there when it's warm. Go there in the summer, I'd recommend.
1: Have you ever been to Hawaii?
0: No, I've been to India, Korea, Italy, uh, Spain and the UK and France. Yeah.
1: That's a lot. That's yeah, more but- I know that.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm quite a bit older. <laughs> see how many places you've been by the time you're my age. Yeah. If you've been a pilot, I reckon you, you're going to see some places.
1: Yeah, please.
0: If you become a pilot and you get uh, places, your dream, I imagine, would be to fly a propeller pe- plane. What kind of work is there for a prope- propeller, propeller planes? It's hard to say.
1: Like how it
0: works? Like, what jobs are available? for? Because I don't really see any propeller planes. I don't know when the last time I ever saw one, unless it was an air show or something. Like, Uh, where where do they still use them? Lots of
1: uh, airports that are not, like, international.
0: Oh, so from, like, state to state in America, they still use propeller planes?
1: Definitely. Or else that would be a way Lots of jet fuel.
0: That would be interesting. Do you know, if you looked up already, like, what stages, what, what you need to do to become a pilot?
1: You need to have 30, 43 hours or 34. It's something over 30 hours. Oh, 40 hours of flight time. Um, and then you have to be 16 to get a solo, like, student solo license. And then you can get your official pilot's license at 17.
0: Okay, so, what, what sort of qualification and things do you need to have got? Do you need, because I imagine you need to, like, say, do good in math and certain subjects more than others. Is there certain ones?
1: Um, so they have, like, flight test and written test. So, written test, I don't know what they do yet because I haven't done it. Uh flight test, I presume like a solo flight and doing basic maneuvers.
0: Oh, nice and what 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 do you like to do for fun then? If that's what you want to do as say a career, and I imagine it would be fun to fly a plane. But what what's what do you like to do for fun now apart from the sports? Is there anything particular? Do you play games? What's your what's your go to activity for some excitement and some fun? Uh
1: travel. YouTube <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you go to look at on YouTube?
1: Uh, history videos, gaming videos, and technology.
0: I What games do you play? Um,
1: War Thunder, which I use for, for like studying planes instead of like mostly playing the game. So I look at them and see if they're. Accurate,
0: and they are. Yeah, because I remember I used to uh, play games, but when I did it, was, like years ago, and I remember like some flight simulators and some. That was when they were first coming out, and some of them were so detailed, like incredible. Um, so I imagine now, what you can get must be amazing.
1: Um, I have a PS4, and I have games like Star Wars, hmm. uh, Battlefront Two, and other games.
0: Like an underwater game where that's yes, interesting, like I'm always so curious especially because of your younger like say it's totally different generations, I think I'm like just over triple your age um, And when I last played computer games properly like I miss it now sort of cause I used to really enjoy it but I, I just don't get the time and I haven't got the literal power, I, I live on mainly solar panels um, how I live at the moment so if I was to put on my computer and play all that, I'd, I'd use all my battery power as well doesn't quite work out. That sounds interesting. Um, I li- I, I'm at the moment, I live full time in a vehicle, in a van. I converted a van into like a camper van. Oh. And I set up all the solar panels. So that's like our main power comes from solar. So we use very little energy. And especially in Spain, it's mainly sunny. Like now the winter's just come through. It's sunny days every day. So we have nice nice amount of power now.
1: So Spain is sunny?
0: Oh, Spain is very sunny. Oh wow. So Spain, the south of Spain is very much like California, like LA. That sort of heat and landscape. So like Orlando. Yeah, like if you if you come in the summer to the south of Spain, it's like 40 to 50 degrees, like like really too hot. It's it oh, wow. really hot. And then but like now it's already nice weather now spring is here it's 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 hot how about where you are massachusetts what's the weather like there's that
1: Um, medium it's cold in the winter the winter is unpredictable here like one day you think winter is gone and it's like near spring and then it becomes brutal the next day where you have like ice all over the place and like 12 inch snow
0: I haven't seen snow in years. I think in the really? last it must be Yeah, because even in England, you don't really get snow. It's really rare that it snows. And if it snows, it never settles. Um, wow. So it rains a lot, but it doesn't snow. It's like I like when I watch like an old film, like even Home Alone or something, where they showed like New York and all the snow. And it's like, oh, that looks amazing for Christmas to be surrounded by snow. <laughs>
1: well, that's more of plot convenience.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's more plot convenience than, like, actual weather.
0: But that sort of look anyway, that thick snow on, on a Christmas day, that's like an English dream, but we never get it every Christmas. English people are praying for snow and it never happens. Um, hmm.
1: just, just has to be cold and you have snow.
0: Yeah, it gets coldish, but mainly it's just lots of rain.
1: Um, if you ever want to see snow, like come to the eastern states, like north northeastern states and during the winter you'll probably see lots of snow. And if not, just go to Wachusett Mountain. There's plenty of snow there.
0: Yeah, I have to go somewhere like that. I don't know when I'm going to get to the go to the states, but at some point, I will I really will, would like to sort of do a little tour and go see so many places there. Because again, we in England, we grow up with so much American culture through the movies, through TV shows. We see so much of it, like it gives you a lot of a uh, want to go and see it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it looks good looks fascinating. And what what fascinates me is it seems like the people in America are so nice. And in in America I see them talk and say like English people are so polite and so nice, but when I watch TV I'm like the American people look so nice and so polite. I will find out when I go there and you'll find out when you go to England.
1: Definitely will. I can't hear you again. Guess today's just not a microphone day.
0: Yeah, this is the issue of living how I live I think. Because right now, if I could, let me just move this. If I was to, if this was video now, I'm by a lake, um, sort mm. of out in the middle of nowhere.
1: Hmm. Well, like, being near a lake is better than being, like, in the middle of the woods.
0: Yeah, it's always nice to be near some water. If you had, if you could choose, like, to, to go visit one, would you go to the sea or would you go to a lake?
1: Hmm. it it really varies, but
0: I'm probably... The most beautiful seaside or the most beautiful lake? Lake. Uh, a forest or a mountain? Uh, hmm. Mountain. Okay, you chose the same as me. <laughs> That's uh, what I would choose.
1: Forests are necessarily, to me, like, crowded because of all the trees. Also, like
0: it, it feels like it's actually too crowded.
1: Yeah, the trees are like people; their roots are all over the place.
0: <laughs> Never thought of the forest as crowded because I love to go to the woods and walk through the trees and stuff. Now I'm going to go there next time and go. Oh, it's a bit popular. It's a bit crowded.
1: Oh, no, I love doing that. It's just <laughs> that, like, if I decided to like live there and stay for like a while. I feel like claustrophobic a bit.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: Unlike the mountain where it's like more isolated and you have mountain goats keeping you company. Yeah. Also, you you can build up tougher lungs.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, have you have you been up any like what's have you been up a mountain or a big hike or anything?
1: Uh, plains, I've almost touched a cloud but I can't go above clouds yet so that's a
0: problem how, how does that work? Is that like a certain skill level that they test you on to go higher? Or is it so, an age restriction?
1: Uh, it's so there are two types of flying uh, VFR and IFR which is the VFR is visual flight reading I think and then IFR is instrument flight reading. So I can only do VFR.
0: And then, what, you have to sort of have a certain qualification to go to the next one, or you have to be a certain age?
1: Um, I think there has to be some certain qualifications, too. Oh,
0: nice. Nice, it's really interesting with the, with the planes and that you've already got that ambition, because I'm thinking when I was that old, there's a couple of things I wanted to do, but I wasn't that focused. I had a lot going on in my life, so they were distracting me, but it wasn't uh, as focused as you are with, with term. already, you know, you've already got so much knowledge and structure and you're already doing activities towards it. Yeah. See, Would you like to fly a plane like doing international flights, like commercial flights?
1: I'd love to do that. But also the complexity of, Dealing with air traffic control. Which is like, I understand for normal planes, like propeller planes, but with lots of jets and a really busy airport, that'd be a bit much. It's It's
0: like having a nice car and going driving through the city center, isn't it? It's not quite the same as driving through the countryside. Nope. Because if if I was to ever fly, I couldn't imagine sort of like, I'd only want to do it as like, I'd like to do it how I drive, like I said, and just go on a random trip somewhere and just fly somewhere without really even 100% knowing where I'm going.
1: (laughs) That sometimes is a good thing, because then you get to explore new things.
0: You might stumble across something you didn't know, but yes, there's something nice about the unknown. If you know everything, then it almost takes away the fun.
1: You think you know everything and then you
0: find something new. So I was actually chatting to someone else on um not on a podcast. It was just like an online chatting group thing. but It's like audio. And we was having a conversation and he was, I think he was 14 years old. And he was talking about games and he was saying the problem he has when he's playing games is all the people are sort of his age. They hack in and like cut each other's electric off. And he said like the amount of actual <laughs> problems that they cause for each other during the games. And I was like, oh, it wasn't that. We we didn't have uh, online games when I was younger. You know, uh, you buy a cartridge and you stick a cartridge in. And you have to invite a friend around if you want them to play with you. Mm. I imagine you've never even seen a cartridge game, right? What
1: what do you mean by, like, cartridge?
0: Do you know what, like, Nintendo 64 is?
1: I don't use Nintendo.
0: See, the Nintendo 64, this is my age, was the first... Like 3D, it was the first thing where you could have like an open, weren't even open world, but there was a Super Mario 64. It was called, and the character was 3D, and you could choose to go left or right or forwards, and it was all 3D. Before that, everything was 2D, so you'd only run across the screen in one direction, and everything's flat. That was the first console that started doing that. So it was like that was, and you would have a cartridge, so it looked like um, what can I explain? It looks like. It's like a plastic little brick that you stick in the top of the computer.
1: I actually had one, except it was like a PS deal. No, it was like, it's what uh, the PS company made. And it was something you could hold and not like a whole console. And you can put something in and you can select the game.
0: Okay, yeah, that would be similar then
1: yes
0: but yeah that was that was like how it started for me is i think i had a the original nintendo then a game boy the nintendo 64 and i was like had them all the way up to the last console i owned was a nintendo wii you know the one a wii u with the little touch screen oh i really enjoyed oh. that that was the last console i owned really yeah i don't know how old that is now how old a wii u Probably uh, ten years ago, seven years ago, I don't know. Hmm. What I liked about that as well is I had a few different games on there, but like me and my brother would play it sometimes, and we, you could play like say you know like Call of Duty style games. Oh. You could play something like that, but one of you's playing on the pad and one of you can play on the TV in the oh. same room without seeing each other's screen. Wow! So that was fun. And then there was other different games where, like, it was really interactive having a little touchscreen thing to play on and then the screen.
1: So, like, an iPad?
0: Yeah, it's like an iPad, but with a joystick as well and, like, the buttons. But in the middle is an iPad and it's got, like, yeah, it's a touchscreen. So you're playing the game on the TV, but then you can, like, say if you've got, like, an inventory or you need to change, it's all full of buttons or you can flick through and or you can see your map or something in the middle of the screen. Oh. But that was a real interesting, like, again, Nintendo seems to always do the, try and change it a little bit different from the net last one, each one's like, like, no doubt they've got a Switch, which I've never played, but it's always trying to do things slightly different.
1: Yeah, like the new Nintendo Switches, that actually came out.
0: Yeah. We're coming to the end of the, the end of the podcast. Um. I have a few little questions I ask every guest at the end that I show. Do you have a moment for them?
1: Oh, uh, yes, I do.
0: and yeah, nice. thank you again for coming on and sharing and connecting.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Yeah. So if you had to choose one, yeah. cat or a dog
1: A uh, dog.
0: What's your favorite color? Orange. What sound or noise do you love? Um,
1: rockets.
0: Right. And what sound or noise do you not love so much?
1: I don't know. I I just have a ear, so I don't think I can pick that out.
0: <laughs> okay. Right. What do you love about yourself?
1: I'm really athletic.
0: What do you love to see in other people?
1: Um, in their eyes.
0: What do you What do you love about animals?
1: Um, they're they're smarter than most people think.
0: Yeah, well, they seem to do alright without any help, don't they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Ah, uh, Jaden, well, it's been uh, great to chat to you and get to know you a little bit more. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where you go in your life, and looking forward to you getting your wings and flying.
1: Thank you so much for letting me on this podcast.
0: And I'll, I will drop an email and a message when, when it's going out. And yeah, you can check it out. And I'm, like I said, I'm following you on Instagram, but I think you said your mum's checking them bits out. So I think I, I saw you was in crutches the other day. Why is you in crutches?
1: Um, I pulled a tendon.
0: Uh, are you off the crutches now or are you still...
1: Uh, I can... I can walk, kind of, but I still have to use crutches.
0: Okay, well, I wish you a speedy recovery. Thank you. And, yeah, say hi to your mom, and, yeah, good luck with everything, man. Have a have a great life. Love it. You too. Hey, man, nice speaking to you. See you later.
1: All right, bye.
0: All right, bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening to The Selfish Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Greenheart, and I appreciate you being here. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. Just search Luke Greenheart on YouTube. You'll find me. Check out my website, lukegreenheart.com. Have an amazing day and stay tuned for more episodes. I'll be interviewing guests on their path of self-development, their path of self, getting to know them in much more intimacy, much more depth, sharing and connecting with all so we can have a much more blissful, joyful and productive life together. Alright, much love, have a great day.